Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HGO Podcast. One here today, Ethan, joining me as always on my good friends, Kyle. Hello. And Hunter, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just as well. It's good to be here. We're back, everybody. It's been like, I know we, I kind of said it last week, but you know, audience retention is terrible and no one cares anyway because it was about PS Plus. <laughs> but you know, we're back, baby. This is it. We're finally back in yeah. the present. Uh, all accounted for, all caught up. Uh, and video games are here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've been too efficient, if anything, because by now, like, two of the games we're going to talk about today, there's already reviews up, so that's fun. Um, but uh, we're here to talk about video games once again, now that the ball has started to move once more. Uh, we're talking about Prince of Persia, which we haven't reviewed yet, so Hunter's got his impressions all about that goodness. Uh, and then we'll We'll do a bit of a game recap. So if you haven't checked out the reviews on the YouTube channel, then don't worry, we've got you covered. Uh, we can give full impressions of uh, Undernight in Birth 2 and uh, another code recollection. Yes, I did learn Undernight's name because I had to flip in type it 60 million times on the website to get it up and published. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. It's going to be fun. Uh, how are you guys feeling? You feeling good? You feeling refreshed? I feel exhausted. I feel like the break did me no good because even though HGO edits went down in my life, life went up, so it didn't help. It bounced oh, out at no. the end. I've been ill. Like, That's not what they meant by work-life balance. No, yeah, I know, right? But it's like, it genuinely has been like that. I genuinely have been ill like every single weekend that we haven't recorded this podcast. So I'm like, well, there's no point in pre-recording anyway, really. Uh, but yeah. have you guys had a better fare than I have? Uh, yeah. yeah. Aside from the like one week, I think immediately following our uh, break where I was nearly dying, um, I was all right. Yeah, you did get the yeah, black think... death real quick, but, you know, it's yeah. good to see you bounce back. <laughs> As I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, were you saying something, Carl? No, I was just going to say, I think we all ended up getting sick between that week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I had tonsillitis for the first oh, time in my shit, life. Dude. Yeah, it wasn't great. <clears throat> um, and then uh, I was fine for a couple of days. Uh, played T-Walk, was instantly ill again, so it was like, that was perfect. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a weird one. We hope that your uh, holiday period, extended period, I guess, up until now has been good. But yeah, we're back here every Monday to talk about video games and all that jazz. Obviously, we've got Persona 3 Reload next week. That'll be fun. We'll be talking all about yes. that. Uh, as we go into Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and all that jazz later in the month, there's plenty to talk about. Uh, but let's start... And Splatoon. Fuck off. Let's start off <laughs> with Prince Not of Persia, me. The Lost crown i believe that's the name of it right i didn't get it wrong yeah Prince it's, of it's right it's either colon lost crown or colon the lost crown i don't remember which one it's the lost the crown there is a the, there is a there's a the in there um but it's such an awful name i was like that's a bad name and then i remember that literally like last week indiana jones and the great circle was announced and i'm like you know it's, it's better than that but um <laughs> hunter Give us the lowdown. This is obviously the... As far as I can tell, the crown is a metaphor, too. There's not even any mystical actual object that is resembling it. There's not one of those. There's not one of those in the uh, game, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> I'm surprised, because with Ubisoft storytelling, I'm su I was surprised that, that it literally wasn't just a massive maze where in the center of it is a crown that somebody lost. So there you go. That's pretty impressive for <laughs> Ubisoft. I, I haven't got to the end yet, so maybe... <laughs> maybe there is. Maybe that's the <laughs> I just haven't twist. discovered yeah. it yet. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, what is it then? You, so Prince Persia been dead for a while. Um, yeah, 
murdered it's come by back. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's been. It, it, we've had that Sands of Time remake that's been in and out of production for a couple of years now, and then it comes back out of nowhere with an interesting take on the franchise, really. So, do you want to tell us more about it? Yeah, so this is a 2D Metroidvania type game from the um, Rayman team. That's who it is, right? Yeah. It is. It's All Ubisoft right. uh, Montreal. Oh, is it Monte- uh... Mon- Montreal? <laughs> no, it's not Montreal. It's Montepilier. I can't say it because I can't. I'm going to butcher French. But Monte Cristo. No, Montepilier <laughs> or something like that. Montepilier. Oh, okay. oh, God, I'm so sorry, French people. It's fine. None of you listen, but if you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's by the Rayman Legends team um, who. I'm not going to be honest, but they keep advertising it as that, where they're like, yeah, it's the Rayman Legends team that's making this. Montelier, yeah. Um, but what have they made since? It's been it's been 10 years since Rayman Legends. What have they made since? You Other than ports that, of Rayman Legends. You, you'd think that if they were trying to cash in on the cachet of the team from Rayman Legends, they would have wanted them to make something between now and then. Rayman Legends, Just Dance 2014, Valiant Hearts, Rayman Adventures, Rayman Mini, another Valiant Hearts, Prince of Persia, and then Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming out eventually. Never. Never. You will never see that. It says TBA. That's not happening. I can promise you, this podcast will be long gone by the time that Beyond Good and Evil 2 ever sees this mortal (laughs) realm. I don't know when we'll be finished, but we'll come back from retirement just to say I told you so. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I look forward to it. We will never come back, because that game is never releasing. But yeah, so it's by the Rayman Legends team, which, uh, if you've not listened to the podcast before, uh, Rayman Legends holds a soft spot place in my heart a special place in my heart should i say because it is a fantastic 2d platformer and it's an absolute crime that they made one of if not in my opinion the best 2d platformer ever made fuck off donkey kong country Rainbow Legends is better than tropical freeze and i'll hold you to that and then just wave goodbye to it and make a mobile game and then piss off like what the hell is that dude like that's crazy that they never did another one but they're here with their take on a metroidvania with the lost crown uh so what's the gist, Hunters? What's the set the scene? Because you're not even playing as the Prince of Persia in this one, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you seem to be playing as this dude named Sargon, who is uh, in this unit called the Immortals, uh, which are just is this uh, is this the Phoenix group. Rising uh, <laughs> ilk, or is this the uh, what was that? EA no, no, the Avium Immortals ilk, or is that um, Immortals of Avium? It was yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, of Avium was the EA one, but no, that was like an actual thing in Persian history. Oh, it was, was it? Okay. A high ranking. Or if it's not, it's weird that more than one thing using Persia has used the term immortals for that, because I remember that being a thing in 300 and a couple of other stuff, too. I just, I but, think it's uh, one of those generic buzzwords now when, when I hear it. I just yeah. kind of sigh, even if it is a part of, like, even if it is, if you're like, guys, hear me out, there's a valid reason for her being here. I'm like, too bad, <laughs> Ubisoft, you burnt those bridges with your terrible name for your Zelda clone, and your and like EA's burning that bridge too. I'm just like, I just hear it, and I'm like, buzzword, the video game. But, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, you're playing as the, a member of the Immortals. Yeah, which it's essentially just an elite unit of people. Um, some mm-hmm. some stuff goes awry, and the prince gets kidnapped. The the allegedly titular prince of Persia, <laughs> not my prince, but you know, 
Is he a kid or like is there like No, he's a, he's like a grown man. Oh. Whenever I, think I keep I'm, reading it's... the plot summary, I'm like, he must be a kid if he's being kidnapped like that or something. It's just like No, no, no that's the uh so yeah. And that's the general setup. You get to this place called Mount Quaff. Cough. I don't really remember how they're pronouncing it. But uh and after being there for a few minutes you realize, oh, there's some kind of time curse on this where time passes differently for everyone because dude now that's prince of persia yeah (laughs) yeah there we go dudes who got there like an hour ago have been living there for like decades or something to that effect is jake gyllenhaal there is he is he running around in there (laughs) no not yet although you know this 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 game tickled my memory of that movie can I can I can I honest honest like honestly I don't know if this is a controversial statement that film's all right it wasn't that bad right it's pretty good I remembered it being okay I honestly remember watching it and going you know that wasn't bad why did they not make another one oh it's because it was a flop oh okay that makes sense but I still thought it was fine it's video game Disney's Prince of Persia Disney's Prince of Persia wasn't bad yeah it's like. it was probably better than the other video game movies up to that point. Probably better than most of the ones that have come out recently as well, you know? It was, it was alright. Yeah, it was alright. But, but yeah, yeah, so, you know, Time Travel Power is very um, reminiscent of plenty of Prince of Persia titles in the past. Like, my only vivid memory of Prince of Persia is going round to a family at one of, like, my parents' friends' houses or whatever, and their kid was playing uh, Sands of Time. On the PS2, and I was like, it had the the wall running with the time slowing down powers, and obviously yeah. those stupid jumping puzzles. And me as like, however old I was, like nine years old or whatever, I was like eight years old. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like I can't do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, but it always looked cool, and I was always like, I don't know why I never actually played any of the Prince of Persia's in the past because they kind of were up my alley, especially when you think that original Assassin's Creed was up my alley. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, they're, pr- they're like the progenitor successor. of Assassin's yeah, Creed exactly. and stuff. So. It is a little perplexing, but yeah. you know, maybe if that remake were to have ever come out <laughs> and been good, you would have liked it. But we'll yeah, never maybe know. when it comes back for a third time and it looks a bit better than it did the last time, maybe uh, then I might uh... give it a go. Um, but no, so yeah, this one obviously stuff goes down uh, as it tends to do. Uh, Tammy Wimey shenanigans unfold, and I assume what comes out of it is a Metroidvania. <laughs> Because <laughs> a uh, Metroidvania, we have to try and figure out what's happening and uh, escape or find the prince. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. you're you're pretty much looking for the prince and trying to figure navigate a way out of the cursed mountain without aging to death, I guess. <laughs> but um, uh, as far as like Metroidvanias go, this one is super. There's a lot of quality of life things about it that make the general navigation of this kind of game easier, mm-hmm. like uh. The thing that people were shouting out uh, in the reviews that went up before the game came out was the uh, uh, memory whatevers. You could basically take a screenshot of what you were looking at. Like if you saw a thing that was like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to have to come back here when I get, you know, the double jump or whatever. You could essentially take a screenshot and then it would mark it on your map for you. That way you didn't have to remember after you got the double jump. And Which it's a really is, cool feature. That's yeah, amazing. it's a nice thing to have in this kind of game because I've definitely, you know, been playing one of these kind of games like a dozen times in Hollow Knight, I'm sure. I was like, okay, I got this. And I remember seeing some of these, but I don't remember which ones were important. So I got to just piece together. I just got to, like, 
struggle to remember which ones I saw where. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, Castle, I remember sorry. something like that for um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like once you get the little item that unlocks the blue doors, it's like, okay, where did I see those blue doors? Yeah, oh, yeah. on the other side of the map. Got it. Oh, yeah, oh, it's just one of the things that always classic. annoys me about the genre is it's like trying to keep a mental map yeah. in your head of where every little thing that you can. And it's like it's already annoying as it is in those games for me, going down six different paths before you find the right one, and every single one has got a different blockade that you don't know how to fix. And then it, when you get the one, th- the first power up in the game, you're like, okay, so which of the six potential ways I went last time is this one in? Like I've just got no clue. But I think it's a cool feature. I also think it's very a Ubisoft uh, thing to do to make this new feature, have it be really cool, and then have it because I. I was doing a bit of research on this or whatever. I actually prepared for this episode. Wow. Uh, that you can only do so many of them and it's like a skill. You can unlock more as you like as an upgrade path or whatever. And I'm like, yep. yeah, you can just find them. And the thing is like, maybe it's just cause I haven't been using very many of them, but the upgrade feels superfluous because I've not even, I've not even done the maximum or what would have been the starting maximum yet? But yeah, so like, why is it? It's, like, it's like why is it a no, why is it a number it. thing in general though? Just, why just leave I it understand. be? Just let it. Just, just, just let, let people, people do people it. Take photos. Please. Let people let people mark every room in the game if they want to. I would. I hundred percent <laughs> would. I am that kind of person. It's like okay, nothing here. I take a photo just because in case I want to remember it. There you go. Sorted. But yeah. And another thing that didn't really get spoken about as much, but I think it's probably still helpful, is there's a little quest log for you to, you know, tell the main quest and whatnot, and then some side mm-hmm. quests. And it will basically actually point you in the direction that you should go. Oh, and that's a, bit, that's a bit another issue with these kind of games, is if you sit down, if you like sit down and don't play it for a couple of days, you'll come back and be like, oh, I don't remember what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's kind of a problem with this sort of thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a cool feature. I like that quite a bit, actually. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, sounds good. And then uh, the way their approach to power-ups is real cool, because like, each of them have, each of the ones I've got so far, have been helpful in not just the exploring and whatnot, you know, the typical like jump over stuff and solve the puzzles, but there's some really creative uses that you could get down to in the combat too. Like there's this one where you can like make a little clone stamp of yourself and then rewind yourself in time to where it was. And it'll go off of whatever you were, whatever action you were doing when you were like making the clone. So if I was holding down the uh, button for the heavy attack and I do the little clone thing and then do the heavy attack and then rewind again, I'll do the heavy attack like in quick succession. Oh, sick. It kind of reminds yeah, yeah, me it's... of um, stupid comparison. It kind of reminds me of the um, not necessarily in Rift Apart, but in a crack in time, the little clank mini games where you'd like record yourself doing things, and then everything would play. That's a that's a cool little idea, like a little twist. I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's super helpful. It's been uh, great for coming up with ways to avoid boss attack patterns and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the combat in general in this game is just real nice too. Like they're. They don't really lock a lot of that off to you. Um, Like, from the start, you're able to do, like, plenty of combos, launching moves, and all of that. It doesn't even really... It lets you just kind of figure this stuff out if you want to. There's a dude who will, like, give you tutorials in the little 
um, first safe zone if you ask him to. But I was I figured out half that stuff already before I talked to him, and then it was like, oh, if you do these, I'll give you the little fifty of these time money things. I so I was like, money. yeah, time money. I think it, I think there were time crystals or whatever. It was the currency. Yeah, your little currency but, go thing. Yeah. Yeah, but so I'm like, sick. I already know how to do this. I'll do I'll do these for the money and whatnot. And then I learned a couple more things by that process. So that was nice. Oh, one of the power ups was cool. It's like a little on top of you get a bow or whatever, and then a little bit after that, you get if you hold down the triangle button, you can throw this like chakram. And when it comes back to you, you can parry it. Like it, you can basically do the infinite parry thing from a <laughs> Sea of Stars. Oh, oh baby! <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, yes, this is the good stuff. Mm. The brain chemicals love this one. <laughs> I've literally thrown the thing and just it. Not even no no enemies present. Just chucked the thing and parried it like a dozen times, and then moved on <laughs> after right. I fumbled it. It's just got to yeah. play paddle ball, dude. Yeah, it's just you know satisfying to the neuroses honestly it really is so how are you finding like the uh the level design and the way the world is structured right because i feel like the big crux when it comes to metroidvanias right because i feel like the thing is, is this genre has been done not necessarily to death but so many developers when it's indie or triple a or middle where have come up with have basically developed these games and refined them for what is the best part of three decades now how is this stacking up, right? Because, you know, we've had so many great Metroidvanias at the moment. I feel like, again, it lives and dies by its level design. Because to me, yeah. there's like Metroid Dread. I love Metroid Dread because it, for a beginner, it was such a friendly map where it was like, okay, there is only a couple of different things. And that's the main thing that's kind of been drawing me out of this game and not being willing to try it is people saying it's like 20 25 hours, which to me is like a maze of like despair. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. So. What's the world design like? So I haven't really gotten lost at all, so that's a good start. And I think that uh, part of that's probably in part to what I mentioned earlier, where it will basically tell you where you need to go. Like, I remember there was one old dude who was, like, speaking to me in riddles or whatever, and I just kind of, like, I'll be honest with you, the story is a serviceable setup, but I have not really been super into it as far as as it's playing out in front of me. I've been Mm -hmm. like, eh, eh. I kind of I kind of speed read the text logs and stuff when I pick up the things, so I'm you're not do, like the most. A, hell yeah, you're doing to me. You're doing to me. When I'm not give you the optional. <laughs> I'm not the most into the story as like opposed to like the Hollow Knight or like even just stopped Metroid Prime's not exactly the same thing, but I was reading the logs and that. But, I just want I want everybody you know. to that was me during Metroid Prime. I am just like a good story gobbledygook. I don't care why the checkpoints ask. Close this game. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> that one stupid Metroid room will. <laughs> forever haunt my memories um <laughs> what you were saying about the guiding you kind of reminds me of guacamole uh, not guac is it guacamole it's guacamole right mexican um, wrestler metroidvania yeah 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 because uh, i played guacamole. that originally when it came out on ps plus and the thing that i liked about that game which i real realize now is probably why <laughs> i didn't hate it as much as a metroidvania is it always pointed you in the area and then the areas were not necessarily self-contained but it was like it pointed you in the area and then once you're in that area it kind of let go of your hand and was like you need to figure out where to go now but you're in the area so 
yeah. you're just kind of exploring that section of the map, and then you kind of solve it yourself. So I like when they do that because as somebody that just sees like Hollow Knight, for example, when the first thing I do when I hop into Hollow Knight for the first time is press the map button, and I just see the darkness and the despair and like six million different ways to go, and my head just goes. I know the, I know this is as simple as just pick a path. If you pick wrong, go and find another path. But my head's just like, no, I need to know what's right. Where am I going? And I just get overwhelmed, really, from Metroidvanias. I feel like that's my main issue with them. Um, but it sounds like uh, this game's doing a lot to alleviate that. Yeah. Uh, it does a good, the level design, too, does a really good job at, like... Uh, most Metroidvanias, I'd say, uh, lean more on the explore, exploring than it does like actual like platforming challenges i think that's a fair assessment for most of them no i agree aside from like yeah uh this one actually introduces it makes the platforming pretty cool for getting around a lot of these instances like uh they straight up just got the uh they've got extra they've, aside from the time crystals there's another special currency that's pretty much just the strawberries from celeste where oh, nice. you'll get the little you'll get the little coin floating in the air and it's like oh bunch of spikes around your coin will come to you after you you know grab it and hit safe ground i'm like oh nice still completely optional and whatnot but it's a nice way to and i feel like these like platform challenge rooms do a good job at like speeding it makes it feel more engaging when you're moving through the places too Mm -hmm. rather than just you know a bunch of rooms and being bombarded with enemies after you i feel like after you do that the once i stop wanting to fight all of these guys you know Mm. yeah i I 100% get i'm playing through um seven remake again quickly before reload that's a speed run and a half maybe i'll talk about that later (laughs) but i'm trying to get through i'm trying to get through the whole of that in a week which is like not going well i mean like chapter five it's not going well at all but one thing I have noticed with that is um, playing through that game again, right? And it's playing for story or you've got that reason. And then you've got like these areas where it just purposely stops you and does the same combat section again and again and again. And on the first play for it, it can be fine or whatever. But when you get in the weeds of it, I'm just like, I'm doing the same thing here. I'd prefer a different challenge that isn't just whack the same three I remember, guys again. I remember relatively early on in 7 Remake, it was like in one of the Sector 7 things it was it wasn't like a main quest or maybe a side quest i don't remember the point is it was it was a stupid thing where i just failed to notice a door that i was supposed to like you know push the (laughs) button prompt for so i kept running around the area and constantly triggering the same fight because they respawned or whatever i'm like no i just want to figure (laughs) out where to go leave me alone (laughs) dude i feel like i feel like i don't know if it's more of a modern game kind of thing but i feel like especially in the past five or ten years, there has been this kind of jump. It's, it's more than that, really. I'd say it's been, like, it's been a while since people started doing this. But where they just put, like, false blockades of combat or something where it's not really a challenge or anything. It's just literally to slow you down on your path. And that's, to oh, me, yeah. sometimes is the most just annoying thing possible. It's just the, no, 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 FF fight these 16. three... Yeah, fight these three enemies, you dumb dumb. It's not time to run down the path. Where, like, my favorite games are where you can just ra- run through them or just ram them out of the way or do whatever you want, just get them out of there. Because, mm. my God, I just, I'd much prefer, like, a challenging piece of exploration where it is, not even if it's a platformer, right? But if it is more of a 
hunter trying to find the door scenario but it is just like a, a small location trying to find which path it is and not yeah. having five guys just randomly show up every fucking two seconds going nah fight me um so no i i think it's a i feel like platforming challenges in a metroidvania I, you, you don't really see your difficult ones, really. Like, it's usually like, oh, you haven't got the double jump yet, or you haven't got a dash yeah. in the air. So it's more mm. stuff you can't solve rather than, here's it's a like, challenging little uh, puzzle for you to solve. It's like, I've seen videos of stuff in Hollow Knight that would qualify as platforming challenges, but they're never the things that were required, and they were never the things that I found. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... That's fair. It's like, yeah, it's like that looks like an insane Super Meat Boy room, but <laughs> I never played it, so it doesn't count. <laughs> not in my playthrough, therefore it does not exist. <laughs> yeah. Therefore not real. Precisely. Congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, this finally happened. Hunter has become a real reviewer, dude. That's it now. That's how that works. <laughs> if I don't see it, it's not in the game. Three out of five. What the hell? Uh... <laughs> uh... So yeah, I mean, I've been hearing a lot about this game, to be honest, The Lost Crown. It seems like it genuinely, it's caught everybody off guard, which I don't know why, because when I saw that first trailer, I'm like, this is the first game that Ubisoft has made in the five years they've been calling their games Ubisoft Originals, where I'm like, you know, this does kind of feel original here. I'm I'm rather surprised. That's crazy. I think Um, this is actually the first Ubisoft game since I've been, you know, sustaining my own income that I've purchased. I feel like now you're just making wow. me feel like I've made bad financial decisions in my life. Because like, <laughs> I, have over you I, I was done with I was done with Assassin's Creed before I graduated, so I wasn't buying those when I came. You know, got mm, the job. Yeah. Uh, I think the only other game that they've made that even kind of interested me for a little bit was For Honor, and my friend got that, and I played it at his place, and decided I didn't want to buy it after I played it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, to be fair. To be fair to me, to be fair, Ubisoft games always have, to me, have never been like day one need to be their games. Where it's like, you know, I'll play as an Assassin's Creed whenever I f- feel like I finally have the courage to stand another one of them. Or when Watch Dogs Legion was out. I loved Watch Dogs too, but I still wasn't like, I need Watch Dogs Legion on launch day. I was like, eh, I'll wait for it for Christmas and be disappointed then. You know, like, it's one of those where Ubisoft games to me aren't like... They don't have this kind of allure to them where I'm like, I need to play it right now. So, but Prince of Persia, I genuinely was like, you know, if, if February wasn't so damn busy and so damn expensive, I would be considering you. I also <laughs> had to buy, I was like, I already locked into another code. So I was like, yeah, sorry, Prince of Persia. But I do want to, I do actually, I genuinely do want to give it a try. I've got the demo <laughs> downloaded on my PS5. Um, yeah. And I will give it a try, which is also a nice thing Ubisoft to do. A demo, that's nice. I miss <laughs> demos. They're pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think we've covered a lot of things. I think we've covered like general uh, gameplay elements. Story is obviously a bit of a hit or miss, but what do you know? Ubisoft in its prime. Um, is there anything else we're missing? Is anything to do with soundtrack, uh, voice acting, anything stand out uh, uh, on that regard? The voice acting is fine i wouldn't say that like i've been you know been like oh you that line's gonna stick with me forever or anything but it does what it needs to do is if i was more into the story maybe i'd be uh more onto that but uh the soundtrack's pretty good there's definitely been a few boss tunes that i've been like ooh, this is tasty but you know um um uh, 
I feel like just whatever thought I had coming to me it left. Aww. It's gone, dude. It's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. My <laughs> yeah, thought. Yeah. Yeah. The boss music was good. The rest of the background music has been, you know, pretty solid too. Um oh that's what it was. The designs for the characters are all pretty cool. But sometimes I feel like they've got the thing they do the thing where when they're speaking they give you the little portraits in their text boxes too. And I feel like sometimes with a couple of characters, there's a bit of a disconnect between the portraits and the model on the screen. Oh, so, yes! <laughs> so you've got Persona 5 syndrome, dude, where you're looking at the models and you're like, wow, that's so expressive. And then you look at the actual like, game models and everyone's like wide-eyed, just like... like it's not quite time. like that. It's just there was one of, the, one of the other immortals, I think, just sometimes. They're, uh, the way that they have... Their hair is like this braid that you know mostly basically pulls pulls their braid hair back into a braid pretty far mm-hmm. and whatnot uh sometimes if you look at the model and the way they're angled towards you it looks like it will just be behind their head <laughs> like they'll like their hair just full-on receded into a ponytail rather than like being pulled <laughs> yeah, back yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like oh uh, that's, that's unfortunate, unfortunate but i'll have to just do my best to only look at the portrait <laughs> I tend to, I don't know if this is just, again, I don't know if this is... uh... And it's not always like that. It's like a very specific view of them from a specific angle. I know, but I always feel when it's like portrait, I don't know why I'm portrait games. I'm I'm dubbing it. There we go. They're portrait games. But you know, whenever you've got the little corner icon or whatever, I don't know what it is. Don't know if it's my little zoomed temple run monkey brain that's just zooming in. When I see those animated portraits at the bottom corner, that is the game to me at that point. I'm just reading the text box and looking at that portrait. I very rarely look up so that when people are like, you know... Sometimes the character models in these games look a bit weird. Like people talk, like I remember a friend asking me, "Hey, did you ever notice that the some of the character models look off in Fire Emblem Three Houses or whatever?" And I'm like, "No, because I was too busy looking at the art in the corner and noticing that all the rooms that they were talking in were two D JPEGs that were just in the background <laughs> as the camera pan." Like I just noticed stuff like that, but I always think it's a good use though, to be honest, because when you're working in this kind of no, it's. I know it doesn't exist, but it's like in a double A realm, right? Where it's like it's, you don't have sixty million artists to make every realistic face movement for every voice acted, you know, for a very for every voice actor and for every performance. I do like the idea of having this kind of these expressive pieces of artwork on the side. Like I love it in Hades as well, Dude, where it's just like yeah, yeah. Like you don't even need it to be animated. Just the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from a. I'll take the stylized portraits. A couple of those over like even high-end 3d models most days oh 100 dude 100 but no i mean i guess the only thing to ask hunter is obviously as there is not a review out on youtube uh do you recommend it from what you played so far no i certainly would actually like the only thing that would i would like i would say this would be a surefire good one for people who are new except for like the game's apparently real long so that might be a well, well, twenty hours. By... I don't know. Yeah, it's... not not like real long, but like long by the standards of if you were like you know longer than a Metroid or something. Well, I, I, feel, I don't feel like ninety percent of Metroidvanias are longer than Metroid. To be fair to the the whole genre, right? I feel like yeah. you could play. I feel like you could play <clears throat> Metroid Dread three or four times in the time that it would take for you to beat Hollow Knight or something like that. No, right? no, I feel like 20 hours is like substantially longer than 
may just do like maybe not a hundred percent of Symphony of the Night or something, but like I feel like that's longer than it would take to do just a leisurely playthrough of that by quite a few. I mean, yeah. Symphony of the Night, that game just gets cryptic sometimes. And I feel like that's, that's where like, most, that's of like... your, most of your struggle's gonna come from. Dude, that's why, that's genuinely... Like, like trying to figure out how to get the inverted castle. Dude, just anywhere. It's like, if you try and play old Metroidvanias, it's like, it's almost like in platformers or in old NES and SNES games, how they just used to use, like, lives and stuff like that, and game overs as restart points, just as, like, kind of chokeholds to get quarters mm. and stuff back in the arcade, right? It's like, I feel like Metroidvanias were just purposely, like, obtuse with their puzzle, like, their solutions and yeah. stuff like that just to draw that life out of it a little bit more for the eight-year-old or whoever that got it for christmas to turn yeah. like a five-hour game into like a 12-hour game it's like you know but <laughs> I, had a, I, to, I, had a, I didn't have the time for it i had a friend in college who hadn't played super metroid before so i'm like you should give it a try it's a good video game so i watched him play it and he had like no clue because like Super Metroid doesn't tell you anything. No, it doesn't. And That's why it, he was just—he didn't know that you could like bomb walls and floors to reveal paths. And I'm like, yeah, fair. I don't, I don't know how the game would expect you to figure that out. Maybe in it's the manual. Okay. Maybe in the manual. We were playing game, on Switch though. So. Even if the game tells you to your face, some people will still find a way to ignore it. Yeah, like dude. David Jaffe playing Metroid Dread. Like Dude, Metroid I mean, crawl. I mean, not not to not to defend him uh, with that situation, but I've a hundred percent been in that situation before, where a game told me what to do and I just completely ignore it and just try and figure it out myself. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is the that specific situation there was the room he got stuck on was real stupid because like if you go watch anyone else play the no, game, it was for obvious. The first it was time, obvious. They, I know it. Yeah, I know they moved the by is, it. Yeah. I moved by it, uh, and then he was like, "Oh, I've made video games before, bush league." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's everybody on the internet hunter that thinks their opinion is like important. It's like that's what happens. Yeah. It's like why most of it. It's like here's the thing, right? Is what I think differentiates us from other game podcasts is we have opinions or whatever. But I also we also know in our hearts we're just stupid fucking people that are just genuine. Like it's just genuine the reactions. I don't think that my like my critiques of video games are like alter like beliefs or whatever there's like these these are the sacred texts if you don't get a four out of five on my review scheme you failed or whatever <laughs> I, i'm just like you know i didn't care for assassin's creed mirage i'm sorry okay just please leave me alone <laughs> um but i've got that i've got a friend i think i've mentioned on the podcast before my friend ed is the most clueless gamer of all time like genuinely yeah. if you ever want someone if you ever need someone to game test a game like i mean really game test a game for stupidity in terms of like reading comprehension he just doesn't read tutorials in kingdom hearts he, the health bar's too far in the corner so he just dies because he can't be bothered to look at the screen <laughs> to see that his health it, is low so he won't heal. It, it start yelling at you? When he had you starts beeping health. when you're in red. Yeah, he also had two friends on SharePlay who would literally oh. just scream at him, heal! Heal! <laughs> every time that he was low. But you know, it's all for the games. I mean, people like it's funny games that it's different. like when he does he he doesn't know that. Sometimes I let my health bar get low in those kind of games just to feel something. <laughs> it's the only way Hunter feels emotions, guys. It's the only way. But yeah, Prince of Persia <laughs> Lost Cloud is pretty great. Yeah, I'd recommend it. And like, it has a lot of quality of life things that do make it beginner friendly. 
I would say. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Obviously, big February, guys. Big February. Might not want to check it out right now, but uh, there'll be Wait time. March, April. <laughs> like I don't know. the year's not. It's a big too February good if you like RPGs, but which if they're listening to this big, podcast, they are, dude. Like gen- yeah, but they're like the two biggest. Yeah, I know. Points. RPGs of the last couple of years, like genuinely. I know it just amuses me. <laughs> Here's the thing, Hunter. We uh, we have a niche, a beautiful audience. They're all a bunch of JRPG nerds, and I hate them. So they're just gonna they're gonna <laughs> play Persona Three, and they're gonna play Final Fantasy oh, Seven Rebirth. And I also point. want you to know that it's self hatred. I hate it that I also love these games as well. So don't you worry about that. Um, <laughs> this wasn't Ethan's plan. When we started what, the to podcast, like JRPGs? <laughs> no, but I converted wasn't. him. The man no, originally bought no Blade we've done two it. out of spite. <laughs> that's yeah. a story. That's a story for another day. That that that's a major motion picture in the making. That one is right there. Uh, it's really not. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a very, very short it's, story. No, it's a very big story. And, and you <laughs> just don't. You only know. You only know a tiny part title. of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this JRPG out of spite. Now I'm an anime fan. That does sound like a. That does sound like one on T. All right. <laughs> Someone get trigger on that, dude. I think we've got ourselves a hit. Oh, right. Anyway, Colin the on. HGO story. <laughs> <laughs> moving from, uh, moving on from Prince of Persia. Let's talk let's about, talk about anime. Let's talk about anime. Let's go into it. So, <laughs> if you haven't checked it out already, uh, we've got a review up of this fighting game under night in Birth Two. We do it's doing pretty well. Thanks for the support. Appreciate that. It's crazy uh, what happens when you put a review out on the day the game comes out. For a game that's niche, it helps us the to game go doesn't have search, very right? many reviews either, right? Now. Yeah, also yeah. that the Crash Team There's Rumble three effect, of them. The Crash yeah. Team Rumble effect. It's like I remember, like when your review went up, I was like, "Oh, cool! Let's see how many points you got on the thingy." And then it wasn't the <laughs> Hourglass. Open, open Critic wasn't even Open Critic didn't even show me a page for it, so I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Well, Open Critic we'll cowards, let us in, Open Critic. We've got a review right here. It's a four out of five. It's pretty Which recommended. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Undernight in Birth 2, Sisyllus. Awful name. Absolutely awful name. Like, it's like, I'm sure the game's great. Cal says the game's great. I believe him. Yeah. Name's bad. It's... Ethan just trusts me. Name bad. Name bad. It's the worst of the three. Of the three we're talking about today. The worst name of the three. Um, but give us a rundown, Cal. If they haven't checked out your review and they've never heard of what the hell Undernight in Birth is, what is it? What is, it's a uh, fighting game, but... Yeah. Um, it's a one-on-one, a one-versus-one fighting game made by a small dev studio called French Bread and mm-hmm. published by Arc System Works. Um, I don't remember when the first game would have come out, but they basically released that and then they just kept releasing, like, small incremental updates to it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we just got this one. Uh, I think the last version of the last game came out in like 2017. Okay. Um, it's for a while it's been a super niche fighting game with the commun- with the FGC. Um, it did get a crossover with um, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle when that came out. Yeah, yeah, but, but hear me and out. So Everybody in their mom gets a gets a crossover with Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. <laughs> I mean, you're not incorrect. But that's that's how I ended up hearing about this game, this series. 
No, fair enough. So it's um made by Arc System Works. Ironically enough, and funny enough, not only is it's not the only game that we're reviewing from Arc System Works this yeah. week, because another code was also made by Arc System Works. That really surprised me when um, I was reading through your script. I didn't know that they had their fingers in that pie. Yeah, it's because a load of the old devs from the team that made it. it went over to Arc System afterwards, and Nintendo was like, uh-huh. hey, you're still around and hanging out. Do you want to make a remake of these games you made? But we'll get to that later. Um, Weird. But yeah. So how what would you describe uh Under Night in Birth 2 as in terms of a fighting game, right? Cuz you know you have you have plenty of like there's a there's a there's a wide range of variety when it comes to fighting games, right? From your Smash Bros kind of platform fighters to your mm. uh <laughs> Tekken 3D, Tekken 3D nightmares, yeah. What <laughs> so what where yeah. would this lie on the scale? Um this definitely falls in like what's known as like the anime fighter genre yes it's hard to describe what it is you just kind of feel it you know it when you see it <laughs> you know well you know it when you see it yeah. it's definitely like aesthetics and specifically like the gameplay like something like mortal Kombat or street fighter both 2d fighters but you wouldn't classify those as anime fighters you don't have people jumping around the screen at a million miles an hour throwing out a million particle effects that's a shame. That's a shame because I do love it. It is. Mortal I might Kombat. like Mortal Kombat more if it did that. <laughs> yeah, fair, I'm sorry, Hunter. Why are you apologizing to him? I don't it's okay. Mortal I didn't Kombat like. Fantasy. I didn't like Mortal Kombat for a while until that last <laughs> one either. So it's all right. <laughs> and even then, I still am like, eh. Like, He's legit the only person I know that plays Mortal Kombat. And they've only got, they've gone back to good, okay? They've gone back to good. Yeah. Ed Boone, you can strive for higher. You could go higher. Go on, try try harder. Look at Tekken and Street Fighter. Try a bit. It's not hard. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a it, like I think like describes it best. Really, it's an anime fighter. Uh, so for an anime fighter, Cal, how are you finding it? You, you seem to be digging it quite a bit. I'm finding it a ton of fun. Like. Over the last few months, we've had a lot of fighting games come out. You know, Mortal Kombat, Tekken came out the day we're recording this. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy had their had their fighting game come out like at the start of December. Yeah. yeah. So we have a like lot. Dragon Infinite to... Wealth. We've got plenty of fighting games coming out, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to punch yeah. that dolphin. I don't care. Stop riding that dolphin. <laughs> punch that dolphin. Like, come on. What is this? You could, back in my day, in, in the old Yakuza games, he would have been punching that fucking dolphin, dude. This is this is rigged. Um, but now I'm like, I don't know. To me, it's like, what do you think kind of separates this game from other kind of recent anime fighters that we had? Do you think it is just like, because to be honest, like when I look at anime fighters, there seems to be a lot of them that just come out very frequently. And it's yeah. like some of them are a bit hit and miss. Like when you have, whenever you look at open critic scores or metacritic scores or whatever have you, there are there are some that do pretty well. There are others that a lot of them seem to s- sit in like the seventies or whatever. So it's like, why do you think this game is so? Do you just think it is because it's well refined and it just really is like just a fun game to play? Do you think that's what I, separates it? Legitimately, I do think this is. It's just because the game is fun to play. Regard like I think regardless of your skill level, I'd put it to something like Marvel versus Capcom three, where no matter what your familiarity with fighting games is, whether you're good, bad, or in between, just press I, some buttons and it's just do a super. <laughs> it's just fun to push buttons in this video game, and I think like 
like the vibes, the aesthetic, the music, it all it all just comes together so so well. The game does have some really good tunes. Yeah. You would know as you edited the video, Hunter. <laughs> I as did. someone who yeah. has edited the video, you must have absorbed all of these opinions by osmosis. Mm. So uh, I want your engagement. One thing in, he pointed out in the uh, review was something that I don't think the little, like, the meter worked a different way than they seem to typically in these kind of games where it was like every so often there's like a check for who has more of the meter and the bonus goes to them for damage yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's the... rather than being storing it up for like a super move or something which might have been another meter. I wasn't Yeah. Paying super So there is all of that. Like there are individual like character meters that get up to like 200%. That's how you do your big special moves that like your enhanced special moves and your super moves. But then there's also the grid gauge which in the review, I called it competitive tug of war because uh, that's how it feels. <laughs> like you're basically competing with your opponent to get these like grid blocks. And then every like 13 or 16 seconds, it was really hard to find the actual number for that online. No one could seem to agree on what it was, but What's every there? every like 13 to 16 seconds, basically a, a grid cycle completes and whoever has the most grid blocks gets like a bonus bonus damage buff what determines so, getting those blocks anyway um that's a really good question whacking people lock it in i'll be on i'll be honest hunter perfect parries <laughs> pity i, I wish um, whoever whacks no, harder no, hunter whoever whacks I've noticed, harder i've actually noticed that like blocking gives you a lot of those grid blocks but I'll be on. Also, be honest with you. At a low level, it's not something you need to pay attention to. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just kind of pushing the gate, pushing the buttons, and if I get it, cool. If I don't, oh well. No, fair enough. But yeah, um, I'm am really glad this game came out, and I'm glad that people are finding it finding it well. Because like, obviously, something like Tekken. We all know Tekken's great. It's a it's a legacy franchise. It's been around for forever. You don't need us to tell you that Tekken is good. I've heard it's pretty but, good though. I but if you, if you wait for I've, me, if you I wait for my it's... opinion on Tekken, guys, <laughs> I've heard it pretty good. I know what you've been thinking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, like I said, Tekken is good. You don't need us to tell you that. But I I do like that we can just like take these smaller games from smaller dev teams and get the chance to highlight them here yeah Yeah, i think it's super cool as well i feel Mm. like that's the thing and it's like i noticed it with i've noticed it with other games we play whenever we've done um obviously hunter's done quite a few indie reviews um in the past with like arcadia fallen and stuff like that or if it is even if it's just even smaller titles in the triple a space like octopath traveler 2 ai the somnium file yeah. stuff like that where it is smaller stuff crash team rumble i'd even put in that kind relatively of relatively to other things <laughs> got a lot of like a, a, attention from mm. the review we made for it yeah yeah and it's like yeah. even crash like crash team rumble was very much Final Fantasy 16 was out on the exact same fucking day. So it was like, yeah, of course everyone was going to draw their attention to that. <laughs> and it's like, I do kind of like doing reviews. Talk, another code as well is another one where it's just like, I like talking about games that necessarily 
aren't just what's in the thick of it. Because, yeah, right now, are we talking about Tekken 8? No. Are we talking about Like a Dragon? No, I'm sorry. I didn't have time to catch up on all 10 games beforehand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I only did four. Maybe Do by better, Ethan. Maybe by Like a Dragon 9, I'll be caught up. Maybe. But, you know, it's like... We can't be there for every AAA release. And to be honest, I don't think we need to be there for AAA, every yeah. AAA release. Because like you say... You, like yeah people Everyone's who listen to this podcast everyone that listens to this podcast might want to like if you're a regular here you might want to know what my opinion what our opinions are on like spider-man or something like that because you just want to hear our opinions on video games that's cool but for most people they when they find us it's because we're talking about a game that not many people are talking about and i always mm-hmm. think that's really interesting and i think that it also helps that all three of us have very uh different like tastes in games i think that also helps is we aren't just three people that like the exact same video games you know we do Mm. have some uh there is some like uh synergy there like there is like we we do like certain types of same games like jrpgs or whatever there are certain types that we all enjoy and me and hunter do awkwardly always do (laughs) seem to play the same the exact same games but you know that's cool it works (laughs) out it it always works to have someone to bounce off of right but you know it is you know kyle you do play a lot more fighting games than uh i Mm. will ever do in my entire life right hunter does play a load of indie games uh i do play a load of normie games that you two wouldn't touch with a fucking 10 foot pole it works out for the bears it gives us us the most optimal spread when needed it really does. does Yeah. It does, and it's a cool thing. But no, I'm glad that the uh, mm. the Undernight review is doing well. If you haven't checked it out, please do go and check it out. Yeah, I really uh, like a lot of the character designs in that game. Dude, I'm at, telling you, dude, look, the characters make the game for me. Looking at those guys while I was editing that, I was like, oh man, the demon guy who gets all stretchy, he cool. Oh, Merkava? <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, the, the noodle arms are so good. Yeah. The red-haired dude with all the swords. Kuan. He's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Undernight available on PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Um, PC Stay version has Game been... Pass. Stay strong, Game Pass. You got Pal World. You don't need that shit. You got Pal World. <laughs> um, I'll say a couple of, like, negatives that i wasn't able to touch on in the review real quick um there's no cross play there's no cross play between versions but Even that's just because ps4 and 5 there there is cross play on ps4 and 5 okay, but not like PlayStation switch yeah okay, okay for playstation to pc it's just a symptom of french bread being small and are going to do that later or did i just be like no screw you guys <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's just because they're a small dev team it might get added in later not sure but and then one last thing if you're buying this on on pc on steam this might be fixed by the time this video goes out i don't know but the online doesn't work epic good job, guys. Uh, good job team. you decided all... to play a game on your computer but you it's... can't play online <laughs> It's only on the PC tragedy. that has that issue. Yeah, well, um, you know. PS5's it, been working totally fine for everyone else. Time the PC nerds learn to go outside, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, they need that I break. Agree. They need that break. Mm. Uh, well, don't worry, dude. Apparently Tekken 8 has been having the same issues, so... Oh. Well, you know, what? what's new, dude? Grass is green, water is wet, PC has shitty issues that shouldn't be there. Like, why not? <laughs> It's it's fine, dude. It's fine. 
Uh, but no, pick it up if you haven't already. Go and check out the review. Mm. It's available on the website, hotgamesonly.com or on youtube.com forward slash hotgamersonly. Uh, and go listen to the soundtrack, dude. Maybe that'll get you to buy it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Absolutely maybe. killer. It sounds like I've won Hunter over a little... <laughs> I'm getting there. I mean, I'll, I might... I don't know. The thing with these kind of thi- Yeah. The thing with anime fighters specifically is they're like, ah, oh, you're in it if you want to yeah. fight people online. <laughs> That's the other thing. There's like Which I think might no be why player. Which might be part of why as far as fighting games go, I skew more to the uh more mainstream stuff. Like Street mm-hmm. Fighter usually gives the stuff to do. Yeah. Combat really hung their hat on the single player. And even with Tekken, uh, maybe not this one. Uh, this new one that just came out apparently has like three different single player big <laughs> modes to do. Damn. So, I think it's always yeah. interesting with like, like I said, with niche fighters, especially because it's like I always feel with these kinds of games, you kind of have to be in. Like, if you're gonna get into it, now's a great time to get into it because everyone's new and everyone's learning and all that jazz. Yeah. I feel like if you wait six months, then the only people left are the really dedicated ones. And when you have got a game like this where there is no single player mode or whatever, it's just like. Well, let's hope I have a friend that also wants to maybe learn and play this game. Otherwise, I'm just going to go into mm. the online and get absolutely eviscerated and have a miserable time. Oh. So, Can yeah. Start, it's always... Didn't you start Blaze Blue and, like, it's dying embers and managed to thrive? Yeah, I started it during COVID, dude. Because <laughs> I had nothing else to do. The game had already been do. out for, like, a year or two by then, hadn't it? I yeah, think so. Ka- like, a year and a half at least. In Kyle's defense, though, he was going in with the drive to get better at it, though. I feel like if someone's just like, I'll give it a try, goes into an online anime fighter and then just gets bullied and may not go you know what i don't want to get better fuck you mm. but even <laughs> still like work on my pc what the fuck i don't <laughs> like mine yeah but even still like if you're if you are like months down the line if you are do get the game and you're interested in stuff like this i mean like hit up a discord server someone will always be there looking for a match or looking to help someone that's true Like, legitimately, fighting games have never been easier to get into than they have been over the last few years. There are so many good resources just everywhere. Just the sharing of information is so much better than it used to be. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Get on it, guys. Get on it, gamers. I believe in you. Find a friend. Play anime fighting games with them. Then don't be friends anymore when you lose. That's the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> let's 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 move on let's move on to my uh to the final topic of this week's show which is another game that we've already covered on youtube.com review on youtube on the website hotgamesonly.com uh there's a tiktok there's a youtube short ethan went stupid busy it was a terrible idea because i did a 10 hour work day decided to come home spend another five hours on that review and then cry and there we go great another code <laughs> recollection everybody and hey. this is why i asked hunter to do the edit for my review yeah you would have got a fuck you from me you wouldn't have been like yeah, hunter, <laughs> hunter was very nice i would have been like go away <laughs> but uh in a similar vein that you would you know you didn't talk there was stuff that you didn't cover in your review that i didn't really mention too much in detail in mine i thought that i would talk about another code in a different manner this time round. If you want to see my full on impressions, like I say, there is the the video version or the website version if you like. If you of the reading variety, you can go check that one out as well. Um 
another code is interesting. I think I want to focus on something that I think I did reference in the re- review of uh, I did I did very much complain about the first game a little bit, but it was a passive phrase of I did nearly give up on this game with the first game. I don't know if that I might have caught that one. I did actually edit my review. I do praise for me <laughs> right here, guys. I did actually cut stuff out of the review that I thought I thought it was getting a bit too uh, convoluted, but yeah, essentially. I think another code is great. TLDR, if you are into adventure games and you um, are looking for something that will scratch that kind of Life is Strange itch that isn't necessarily Life is Strange and doesn't necessarily delve into the uh, more serious nature and topics of Life is Strange, I think it's a great game. I also think it's great for newcomers. If you're new to this genre and you haven't played a game before, uh, if you've got... Uh, younger family members that you think might like a game like this. I think it's pretty it's pretty damn good. Um, I think it's definitely worth... At first, I remember saying to Hunter, because I was messaging I was messaging the group chat and Hunter was replying to me about it, and I was like, dude, I, I think this first game's really rough. Like, I do think it's really rough. <laughs> the first couple of hours are really bad. And when I got to the second game, I'm like, okay, no, I feel like... I feel like once you get to the second game, I'm like, okay, I see why people love another code now. It's fantastic. Um, it was a really. It's fun worth sitting through the first game to, to play that second one because Sorry, you were done. like, oh, five hours of this to get to one that's longer. <laughs> if it's yeah. more of this, <laughs> it turns out the longer one is a lot better. Like, I genuinely do believe it is worth sitting through the first one even if you don't like it to see if you like the second one because it is vastly different and vastly better so um it is what it is but yeah um i definitely keep it on your radar it's a bit expensive i will like i will admit for like a 15 hour game or whatever it's like it's it's a full price 60 dollar xp blah 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 blah. um which you know life is strange has been cheaper than that usually for the same length of game or whatever have you um but I still think I it's think worth keeping an eye on it on your Street radar. Was a full price? I don't remember. I think it was. Was it? Okay. Cool. If life, what's funny is the second game is very similar to True Colors. Like, I, honestly, I was like, you know, <laughs> were people was were there some people at Deck Nine that were another Code R fans back from two thousand and eight? Because this game, these games are very similar. Um, it's just another Code with guns. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Nintendo, get on that. I, there might be a lawsuit there. Uh, am I right, Twitter? Wait. Um, but yeah, another code is interesting. I'd keep it on your radars. I think if you're like me and Hunter and you like these kind of games, I think you will like it. I just think it's that price value there. Of, do you want it? Like, And it's a busy time. Again, later in the year, the lull that I expect to happen in summer. It might be a good summer game. But there's two games. There's another code two memories and there's another code r journey into lost memories you can tell ethan is thriving from this review because he's remembered all of this like i've got this <laughs> stuck in my head uh first game you play as a 13 year old girl called ashley mizuki robbins who on the uh eve of her 14th birthday has been told to go to this random fuck off island called blood edward island because her father who was recently um believed to be dead has resurfaced asking her to come to this island so it's trying to basically figure out what the fuck is happening and you go to this island you meet a ghost called d uh there is no d's nuts joke in the game i'm sorry to say it was 2005 when this video game was originally made um 
But it's basically, you find a ghost that has amnesia, and you're basically working together with him, uh, recounting memories that you both may uh, have similar experiences with, and trying to come to the truth of both of the characters' uh, predicaments. And it's it's... It's kind of it shows its age in its premise. These games have been completely remade from the ground up. These are not the same games that came out. They have completely relooked at them and have completely redone them. Uh, the main thing that the story is very similar. They've even changed a lot of the story though as well, especially in the second game, oh, which I really? think is interesting. Uh, not in a Final Fantasy VII remake kind of way where we're, we're doing it. <laughs> Dude, so I don't different. think any other. I don't think there's any uh, other game calling itself a remake that will change a game's story that much. No. <laughs> But they do change, they, especially the second game. I read the, I was reading, I read the wiki because I was like, okay, what's different? And quite a lot of it is different in the remake in the second one. Like it's, it, they change characters' motives and a lot of different stuff. So it's, it's a really interesting, um, kind of. Uh, there's some really interesting differences there. But the second one, it struggles from. It was a DS game. It was obviously in that era of visual novels like professor layton where it's small scale kind of you know curious village you're just stuck in a village this is literally you're just stuck in a mansion in the outside area and it's literally like once you get into the mansion you don't leave the mansion again it is the rest of the game is in the mansion oh, you're just stuck in the mansion. <laughs> yeah basically it genuinely hunter I wouldn't, i'm not even joking to you it is designed like the mansion in resident evil one where it literally oh, is like so hallways rad. and staircases and random rooms with typewriters um dude if i was a man who had the means to afford a mansion i would design it like that too <laughs> because i've got enough money why not just have a screw off room with blocks that are reflective <laughs> well genuinely it it, it is because it's like it has that vibe to it as well because it's obviously it's an abandoned um mansion from like when people were living in there it was like early 1900 so it's like all kind of old and like they've got like people were in there in like the night it's like from the ni- 1930s 40s were the last living people that were lived there or something like that so it's like it's all very uh re- it's, all, it's got very much resident evil vibes i was like it's kind of creepy in here um but you know it's like it's very small scale it's just it just the, the story wasn't really doing anything for me like by the time you get to the second half it's a bit better but I was saying to you, Hunter, the villain is very stereotypically villainish. Where it's like, okay, you're the villain. I know instantly even that you're the villain. There you, you go. It. Point the yeah, point the <laughs> finger at him. Um, the puzzles are a bit obtuse and a bit awkward, but they're fine. This game has this tendency that all Nintendo games for the past ten years have had, where they feel like they have to have a single point in the game where they are like shit the controllers have motion controls let's make janky shitty motion controls in every game that's ever been made like there is there there is some there's this there's this puzzle or if it's a ds game it's like oh you can touch the screen yeah basically it's that equivalent <laughs> it's like there's a key at the bottom of this stool that you try to get out of a thing and you've got to move the the, the controller around like that and it doesn't work very well so Ethan's just getting angry and he's doing what he would do in real life where he's just shaking the damn controller hoping something happens because it's just <laughs> really bad you know little stuff like that dialogue's a bit cheesy um it gets better as time goes on first if it was just the first game i genuinely be like i hope another code fans like it i think it was fine but nothing special second game is genuinely really good like it's really good it genuinely is it's like 
I hate to say family-friendly life is strange, but I just mean there's no drugs or swearing in it, really. <laughs> but it is, it is, you're on a camp, you're, you're basically, you're at a campsite, there's literally, it goes from a cast of four characters to a cast of, like, 16 characters. Oh, um bad. There's an actual mystery there to do with why your uh, why your mum mysteriously brought you at three years old to this place on the day before she died. So it's like trying to figure out why she came to this random place the, of the day of her death and trying to recount what the memories were and what kind of happened there. Is it the same protagonist across both games? Yep, and you play as Ashley. Oh, She's yikes. now six. Two dead parents. <laughs> maybe you don't know trick. what you don't know what happened in the first one was the father actually there hunter was he? i don't know i don't have the answers so going off of the information presented is well you have to sit through it so that <laughs> you'll have to sit through it from. hunter so you can find out and then play the better game later um gonna get to the end of both of them and there'll be no dead parents lay <laughs> twist <laughs> three dead parents <laughs> the shock the awe um but the second game is the just... stepmom <laughs> The, the second game is just so much better. And I don't know if it's because, again, Ashley's older in this game. It's only two years. But as anybody who has been a teenager before will know, two years makes a lot of a difference in terms of personality when you're that age. She's a lot more bearable uh, in the second game. It's very Life is Strange coded in the fact that she, you know, she wants to be a musician. It's very music inspired. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of cheesy dialogue because it's based at like, but instead of Life is Strange, where it's based off of what a forty-year-old's vision of being fifteen is, it's oh, this is how fifteen, sixteen-year-olds talked in two thousand and five. Makes sense. I'm like, okay, this is more <laughs> believable to be honest. They haven't changed anything like that. Everyone's still got flip phones. It's all still set in two thousand and five, two thousand and seven, I believe. Like they've they've stuck to it, and I think it works really well. And it genuinely is. Like, I had a pleasant time with the second one. I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I, got, I got to the end of it, and I was like, you know, they're never going to make a third one of these, because this game is going to sell about 16 copies. Because um, it's, I just feel like it's going to be one of those ones. But I'm like, if they did another one of these, I genuinely would be interested in it, to be honest, because I feel like there's some really good ideas and mechanics here. And it's a genuinely, it's a good um, mystery. It's not necessarily one where it's like, jaw-dropping and full of twists and turns and suspense but it is like a cool kind of thing where i'm like oh that's interesting there's some cool stuff here and i like what you did I, I was like oh i didn't see that coming that was interesting and they do they do change quite a bit of the story as well which is bizarre for a remake but i think it works better when i read the old version i'm like oh yeah i can see why you changed it because it wasn't very good it kind of all leads up to something and then the villain's just like i'm big bad villain man <laughs> and then that's it and he just like oh shoot big bad villain man big <laughs> it bad, was him big, the whole yeah. time oh big, no yeah. big bad villain man shows well big bad villain man shows up in both of them and instead of changing they were like yeah the first one it was pretty bad let's fix it in the second one i'm like should have fixed it in the first one as well if you're asking me but you know what can you do um but it's good is it is it breaking any boundaries no not really uh is some of the voice acting very hit and miss yes well done everybody it's a it's a it's an american localization of a japanese game of course there's going to be some hit and miss voice acting here and there um does it have a really cheesy uh theme tune to the uh wildlife reserve that you go into when you go into the gift shop yes it does 
it does have one oh. and it's very cool i genuinely smiled <laughs> i was like it's something like that where i'm like oh i didn't expect that from this kind of budget game like i didn't think they'd have the resource i don't know why but it's like just to do <laughs> stupid shit like that wouldn't expect it I really have to praise Nintendo and Arc System for putting so much effort and so much money into a remake of such an obscure visual novel from the DS and the Wii. With, with you know, the second one didn't even come out in the US. This is the first time you can play that if you're uh, from the US. So it's like there's no reason for them to have done this, and I'm glad that they did because they are they're they're very they're very solid. I have my gripes with the first one. I'm sure people love the first one. I'm sure if Hunter played the first one, he'd be like, you're fucking stupid. The first one's better. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> of course. But, you know. Um, I like how you say that as if we've had, like, drastically different opinions on the other kind of games like oh, this no, you have, We have very similar opinions, but, cause, but usually you've played them before I have, Hunter. So usually I just yeah. I agree with your opinion. Whereas now that I feel like the roles are reversed and I've played one of these first, if you ever get around to it, you're just going to be like, what? You're no, you're wrong. You. Yeah, it's stupid. No. <laughs> the heck was he talking about? That second yeah. one was stupid. What the fuck? Um... But no, I liked it quite a bit. I'm pl- I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's great. I think you should check it out if you have the time and you're into that sort of thing. Will it please or will it win over people like Kyle that do not like visual novels? No, it will not. It will not do shit for Maybe you. Maybe if someone plays it in uh, Discord for it. No, and even then I don't it's not <laughs> It's not Danganronpa. We can't rope to playing this one. No, it's not Danganronpa. It's not It doesn't seem like it's got the Somnium yeah. Files cra- crazy energy to it. It's yeah. not got the crazy... A few it's things not got in life cringe. do, Hunter. <laughs> it's true. It's just got a fun story. So <laughs> and I also realized that I'm getting to that age now where a game set in 2005, I'm just like, even though I wasn't 16 in 2005, funny enough, or whatever, I'm just like, I kind of like this. This is a vibe. I kind of dig living well, that's in because no matter what year it 2000. is perpetually i'm of the mind that 2006 was not that long ago <laughs> so you know a game set there never gonna hurt it also it, well yeah it, true it also makes me laugh that because they say like you find a floppy disk wherever part of it and then one of the characters is like oh this is a floppy disk these are ancient and i'm like in 2006 i'm like oh so they were ancient back then too. That's good. Just good to know. I feel like floppy disks are always funny because I know that they were like outdated before I was born, but they still look like something that I could imagine going into a futuristic computer, like visually. <laughs> you've been watching. You've watched too much like Futurama or some shit, dude. You just like you've seen like the nineteen eighties <laughs> version of the future too often. <laughs> I don't know, man. But now. Uh, it's a good time. I think it's it, it it's it's good. Good luck finding it though, because I've heard that they printed about ten copies in America. So if you wanted it physically, I hope oh, you pre-ordered wow. it. What a surprise! Um, oh, beans. In Europe, as of last checking earlier this week, um, I think there's still copies around. If you're in Europe and you want to buy it, uh, shout out! It's going to go on my list for if I don't know why this isn't a HGA category. To be honest. Uh, for best uh, game covers of the year like that is a genuinely i really think it's a really good uh, game cover um and it's not just kind of cool because you're like oh look there's all the photos and stuff like that it actually means something in the game as well like there's a reason for all that stuff in there so it's like that's really cool i like it beats fucking street fighter 6's box art any day <laughs> um 
Bro, get over it. I will never get over it. I also want to say, Undernight in Birth 2, Sis Celeste's fucking cover art or whatever. I'm, I was like, I'm squinting. I'm like, God, need to put sunglasses on. I'm like, too much, too busy. Like, where the fuck? It's very bright. I'm like, it's so busy. I'm like, it doesn't need to be that busy. Like, gosh. It was very difficult to try know. and figure Anime out how to make a thumbnail are pretty busy as well like on screen so it's an accurate representation i mean I'll also i will also go on out and say one last controversial opinion before we end the episode that i think smash ultimate's box art is shit there you go fight me on that one guys i don't think draw like i don't think busy drawn artwork like that looks good on a cover whenever i see the little switch icon of it on my home screen i'm like that's an ugly ass icon. I like. I respect the drawing. I think the drawings are cool. <clears throat> looks ugly as shit, dude. It looks ugly you as know, shit. I, you need I like brawl clean. and melee's covers more. Dude, melee's is so cool. Yeah, but Ethan, I'll do you one better. Ultimate's cover might be bad, but at least it's not the Wii version of Okami. I kid you not. There's a watermark for to IGN on there on that box art. <laughs> Is there? It just has like the i. It just has like the IGN logo on it. Are you sure you just didn't get a bootleg box? No, no, this was a legit thing. That's how they printed. Some fans noticed, and then the then Capcom's like, "Oh shit!" So they reprinted brand new cover sleeves for the Wii version of Okami. Epic. Mm. That's sick. Anyway. Buy another code. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> that was pretty great. Apparently Buy they did video other games. games. Uh, yeah, apparently they had another series as well on DS that was also very cool. There's a reference to it in the remake, apparently. So maybe they'll remake that one next or make another one of them. I don't care. Either way, you'll sell two copies and one of them will be me. That's pretty cool. You can do that. Let's wrap it up. That, that's Rob's a loyal right consumer now. right there. Yeah, that's our little consumer. I will consume. Um, but it's like if, if that's the thing is set in two thousand seven. You gotta be just what, what miserable that'd be. Oh yeah, we're gonna make another one. It's set in twenty twenty four. She's thirty six years old and it's shit because <laughs> the world is shit now. Great, wonderful. That sounds miserable. I don't want that. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's it. Next week, Persona Three Reload is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be talking all about yes. it. Yes. Uh, will it be as good as we hope it, it is? Find out next yes. week. Yes. I don't know, Kyle. They could. There's still time for them to fuck it up. There's I still sure time hope for so. Or I'm gonna be feel. Or I'm gonna feel like I've been sold a bill of goods by the Persona Three fans that was not cashed in on. <laughs> I'm really. <laughs> Trust me, bro. It's gonna be good. As someone who's writing the review, you have party I really control. Hope. It's gonna be good. There's gonna be two lines. There's gonna be two. Ulti- there's gonna be two optional lines where it's gonna be Persona Three Reload is finally the definitive way to play Persona Three, or it's gonna be Persona Three Reload is yet again another <laughs> version that's not defi- like a non-definitive version. Don't fuck it up, Atlas, please. I swear to God. <laughs> I've literally been I've been on media blackout for it now, so for all I know, the game's out there. I don't know. Maybe it is. I haven't seen Maybe. anything. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, we'll be out next week to talk all about it. Um, it's going to be a fun time. But until then, uh, have an awesome week, I guess. Uh, good luck 
Uh, stay safe. Beware of spoilers for a 15-year-old game that's getting remade, everybody. W- imagine if they fucking remake <laughs> it. What if they remake it, dude? What if the end... What? Oh. I don't want to... I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to... I don't want to jinx fate. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for coming. See you next time. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Bye! See ya! Toodaloo.